0: determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com
1: the baseball season is go 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 it's non-stop relentless for every night six straight months and then hopefully another month in october With your host Andrew Rotondi and Scott Ryan. Let's go. What's up everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show episode 381. I got the number wrong last night. I said 381 last night. I got thought that was you did. 380. I didn't say anything I wasn't It's the real 381. And what a difference. Oh, we're brought to you by ShipStation.com. Go check it out. What a difference a day makes. The entire atmosphere. There's music going on. People are happy. There's still people here because they actually freaking won. There's a guy in a recorder over there playing and nursery is, rhymes. We got a guitar. We got a recorder. There's people <laughs> leaving. There's people going to Billy's to get drunk now. It's a Friday night. People are happy. Yes. Last night was depressing. Tonight is happy. And why is that? Because we hit the ball for one inning. What's okay. They won. The they won for one inning. Thank Going up God. against Verlander. Thank God we got to Verlander early. Yes, Verlander. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball, and he was the one of the best pitchers in baseball from innings two through seven. Yep. And thank God he could not find his fastball, and he struggled in the first inning, and they got four runs off of him. Lemayhew home run lead off the game. Hicks that was a fire. that place went fucking balls when LeMayhu hit that home run. The place was electric yeah. in the first inning. Hicks with the home run off the foul pole. Huge. And and you're saying like like Verlander's clearly frustrated out there, he doesn't have his stuff, and he nutted up after that you knew he was going how to. Many, how many times have we talked about this in this series and before this series? When you want to get to Verlander, it's not over a two to three inning period. It's within that half inning. You need to he's got a rubber arm. He doesn't fatigue when it comes from inning one to inning two to inning three. When he fatigues and when he gets frustrated and when you can get him most vulnerable is when you see a a piece of the armor going away within that half inning. And they saw the location, the fastball wasn't there. He wasn't able to locate the pitches like he was. So they were able to make good contact and they got to him in that inning. The last time he pitched, they had opportunities, but they didn't get to him in that one inning. And then he settled down again, exactly what he did tonight. But the difference, they took advantage of it tonight. Thank you, Aaron Hicks. <laughs> Cuz that it, was a, a missile off of the uh, off of the pole. Off the pole. In the netting of the pole. It was yeah, you, they took advantage, but also Paxton stepped up after his rough first inning. Yeah. Like that place would have easily just died after it, it wasn't even up. a rough first inning i mean so he was behind in the counts in the first inning but like even the circumstances like the guys getting on uh the gary sanchez had problems behind the plate which is why the run scored as well so there were other circumstances uh but he was falling behind early in the counts he was down three out of two guys at least in the first inning and right. then that continued into the second inning and then he buckled down when he got to the bottom of the order remember we were talking about this in game, you and I were like, "Look, he he's working ahead. It's to the bottom of the order, but yeah. still, he's working ahead. Like, he's got to throw, he's got to pepper the Didn't zone he early." Didn't walk uh, the leadoff hitter after the long after they scored a bunch of runs, or in the third inning or something. Yeah, he Reg- Yes, the, the leadoff hitter got on. I think Regardless, it was a walk. he also pitched better as as the game went on for him, um, and that's exactly what needed to happen because because it, it was you knew Verlander was going to settle in, and he did settle in so the yankees got nothing i think it was two base runners after the it was first zero inning. base runners for a while yeah so verlander clearly settled in he had a rough inning in the first inning obviously just thankfully his first inning was rougher than paxton's rough first inning if you even want to call it a rough first inning whatever it was the place was loud after the first because the yankees had the lead mm. and we were we were at all three games i was at all three games you were at the last two games. And the place died in the sixth inning of game four. Well, and it very well could have been like that tonight because when you're coming out, and we know that Paxton struggles in the first inning, uh, and he gets behind one nothing after, again, f- uh, walking the dude, uh, falling behind in the counts. Like you're like, here we go again, not hammering the strike zone, not doing what you do because if he's ahead in the count, then that, that high 90s fastball plays so much better mm-hmm. uh, that he can you mix the, the pitches up and change speeds, and he's just that much more effective. And... You see him out of the gate struggling again. And we know he's had those struggles in the in the regular season. So I think everybody's on the edge of their seat. Like, let's just get through this first inning and see what happens. But they got to Verlander and that was the biggest thing. We talked about where Cause that you home run brought everybody right back into it. Oh yeah. We were we were talking like after he gave up the four in the first inning, before we knew he was gonna settle in. We're like, if he's struggling in this game, they could just pull him. And are talking about Verlander. Maybe, Verlander. Maybe yeah. he throws 45 pitches because they're looking ahead. They might yeah. punt this game. But they had a chance. They hung around. Uh, Paxton, I thought, was good enough. He got them deep enough into the game. That's another thing we talked about during the game. It's like how far do you push Paxton because you're, ba- it's a balancing act now. You want length because you're trying to save your bullpen because there's no off day between 5 and 6. So you're, you're a little bit nervous about going to guys day after day after day because – it's gonna backfire eventually. At some point, it's gonna happen. It's gonna come back. So you gotta push uh, Paxton, but you also have to. I'm sorry, our, our producer here, Ryan Sherman, is showing me something while I'm trying to talk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, All right, he says the first inning reminded of Didi's uh, wild card home run in 17, where the pra- place just erupted after it was a little bit down. It, it, yeah, you got the once you get the crowd involved in these games. I don't know if games. it was the, to that level, but it was it was definitely like a fire. Only I think one of the biggest things was that we hadn't seen offense
0: right. at all. No one, no <laughs> one was
1: hitting with runners on base for the first for for the, the first two been, games here we at home. We were like jonesing for a big moment. They were one I think one for 17 with runners in scoring position in the last 3 games coming into uh game 5. So what I, was, what I was saying, though, about Paxton, it's a balancing act between pushing him enough in the game where you can save your bullpen a little bit, but you also can't lose the game because that's your season what? if you lose it. So Boone comes out, and this is something I don't think we've seen all year. He comes out to talk to him but doesn't pull him. The gate was open. I was watching the gate in the bullpen. The gate was open. That was in the sixth inning, right? Yes. Because he got through the sixth, yes. he. It was in the sixth inning. Chirinos is up, and uh, – he's there's only it's not the tying run so worst case scenario he hits a home run she hit it to the wall worst case scenario that home run makes it it a one-run ball game right it's it's a one-run ball game worst case scenario yeah do you think he leaves him in if it's the tying run probably not but that was exactly what our discussion was because you and i were talking about this throughout the game um this is this is probably one of the one of the one games that you and i were conversing on, on on like strategy like the we're entire nervous. game we're nervous the well, whole no, no, day I think it was also because we were, we didn't have an event behind us we were like you know doing other things like you we were like doing the pretty much the podcast within the yeah, game we as should, well we're I think. Mic'd up. yeah we should have been but um, <laughs> the uh but it was a big moment it was a huge moment and Boone comes out and the gates open and everybody's kind of booing they're they're they don't want him to pull him cuz i think we've seen this song and dance before where Boone has come out a little too early and i think everybody wanted the crowd definitely wanted Paxton to finish that inning and Boone walked away, and the place went crazy. And it was one of those moments that it was just like it was for me. It was, I, I loved it. I love that moment. It was awesome. I don't know if if Boone kind of orchestrated that moment to fire it up. If he did, freaking genius. No, good. I'm glad he he probably did because he's he's definitely a TV guy. I always don't don't forget that. I always find it funny when managers go out and they're going to talk to their pitcher and they ask, "Are you good?" He like, knew the decision before. What is the, the pitcher going to? No, I know. That's the so thing. So like what, he say, "Oh, I want to go." It out It was and talk. drama. And, um, he fired up the crowd. Tor- no, I really don't think he was doing it to fire up the I crowd. I do. Uh, well, that's stupid if that's Well, and, and let me tell you another thing. Well, because he's going to leave him in, so he's like, let's just get this. I'm going to fire. It was a good opportunity to do something. And it was also... That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. No, it's not. Because you know what it also does? What it also does is it fires up Paxton. It gives him the confidence that, you know what, you got to do this. I, I got you. You're you're my guy. It absolutely, it works in two effects. To your pitcher, your guy, and the crowd. Boone knows that shit. He said maybe three words to him. Exactly. Are you good? Are you yeah. Good? That's all he needed to know. He already had his decision made up. And no pitcher would ever say unless they're physically injured, like Sabathia but was last night. But you know what it does? Night, it gives the opportunity. They're not gonna say no. It gives Cone's the opportunity for James Paxton to look into his eyes, into the whites of his eyes, and say, "Yeah, Skip, I'm good." Uh-huh. Confidence. Yep. And then he grooved a fastball that almost went over the ballpark. Yep. That I if, I I my stomach was in my toes. I thought it was gone off the that bat. That if it was the but middle of wasn't. the summer when the balls were still juiced, that ball is seven rows. Or or it, it was deep. hot out. Yeah. So whatever, or the winds weren't swirling. Whatever, right. whatever or the, or the, the reason their hands is. Freezing cold? I think right. the biggest decision. I think the biggest reason he was left in is because he was not the tying run. He was the tying. run. I think run. that was a very big. Part he of he comes out of the game. Canley comes in the next. But inning. it was out of out of character, and I thought that was refreshing. Uh, Canley comes in the next inning, struggles a little bit, and Britton stepped up huge. He, he was awesome. out of that He's been inning so and good then pitched this year. A, clean, good a clean eighth year. inning. The concern, we're going to start talking about going forward because at this point it's just scratch and claw until what? Just quickly, the amount of people that I've seen peeing on the building that I did game one of the ALDS. You're talking about that again? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying it's – it's very routine now. See, see this after is a, this is the a one travesty. episode you had plausible deniability, now yeah. it's like you're bringing up another episode. I mean, no, never... They know exactly what building you pissed on. I will you never... peed on the public restroom in in, in well, you're old Yankee Stadium it. Park. Yeah. And now there's a million people peeing on it yeah because it's just, why is the why, why is it closed why after are the a bathrooms leave, locked? leave the bathrooms open the after a yankees game just open the bathroom the men's room at a playoff game has lines out the exit and the entrance it's insane like you want to go pee in a playoff game you're going to miss an inning so and let me tell you what when, holding, when they're walking they out of the ballpark and they see that place and they see the big woman and the big man on the door they're like, yes. I have a bathroom, and then you <laughs> They're know going the, to get on a train. You know that feeling when you're like, you can, you know, the toilet's close, and you're yeah. like, I'm good. Yeah. It's there, and then you get there, and it's locked. You're like, oh, what? It, it's already ha- like your body's already decided what's gonna happen. So, anyway, uh, the bull, the bullpen, <laughs> the concern. I want to talk about. Uh, let's. We're gonna talk about the upcoming games. It's time to tell you guys about ShipStation. If you're an online seller, listen up. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. It's time-consuming, expensive, so many carriers to choose from. How do you know that you're making the best choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com, the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, or your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even on your cell phone. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, Blue Wire podcast listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code BLUE. That's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering credit card information. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in blue. That's ShipStation.com, then enter offer code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. All right, we're back. So you're looking ahead to the next days, no off days. And this is the thing with the bullpen where it's like, how much do you push them versus how much are you trying to conserve something out of the bullpen to ensure because you're going to go bullpen day i think chad green's opening in game six chad green didn't pitch in game five he's most likely going to be the opener and then they're going to take it from there i don't think i, I don't think i think there's like a rough outline for a plan but that's going to change whatever depends on like however <laughs> long green can go yeah whatever the score is like whatever so, the situation and think, is. let's think about the guys that we haven't seen right we haven't seen we didn't see Green tonight. We saw him obviously yesterday. Gave up that home run. We haven't seen Sessa in a while, and he was good. You know, the 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 biggest impact bats, the guys that have been the biggest problem on the Houston Astros, are the right-handed bats, and Sessa looked good against them. I, I like that matchup. Um, we haven't seen Hat. We haven't seen Hat. I don't like the prospects of Hat. either. Versus Springer, Altuve, Brett. But it's also a guy Gregman. that can get a little bit of depth. Like I'm just talking about options possible. He can he can go deep, yeah. but. I don't like that. Honestly, if I'm looking at a guy who's deep, if I'm looking at a guy who's deep, uh, I, I would prefer Sessa, honestly, the right-handed pitcher who can get some more length. He looked I, good against these guys. I think he...
2: So, this is Ryan Sherman here. Hey, guys, on Bronze Pinstripes. So, if you get through those top guys on the lineup with a Chad Green, and then you move it towards a, a Jay Happ, who's going to give you the length through maybe the third and fourth, fifth, then you're looking at a situation where you can bridge it to the top end guys, the high leverage guys in the bullpen, and then Jay Happ becomes a guy who's given up, you know, a walk off home run because he's pitching high fastballs like he does all season, into a guy that could give you, like, length in a, in a playoff game.
1: Yeah, no, that's you, right. I thought you were gonna talk. <laughs> no, I mean that's I mean, that. So when you're looking at a guy like Jay Hat, for that reason, you don't want that matchup against the right-handed bats. No, you look at you look at him for for the for the guys closer to the and Alvarez and Alvarez because he can't hit a a lefty curveball. I'm so he just can't. I'm, I'm so like. Not concerned with Alvarez at this point. Would you switch back on wood, please? Because I feel like that's as far you know, as lefties go, Brandon no, scares looked, me much more than Alvarez. He's looked he's looked much he's looked very bad again, especially the off speed stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's had well, one hard hit. Right. But so the thing is is when you're looking at Hat, it's not an optimal optimal guy when you look at the matchup, but it is a guy that can get you some length. To me, Cessa's that guy. Uh, Yeah, well, Hap can probably go longer than Sessa. But I think what you do is you open with Green and you're comfortable with Green for two innings, right? To get through those right-handed hitters. Yeah, you want him to get through the two innings. And then I think you're going to take it from there, inning by inning, depending on the score, depending on the matchups. And you're just going to take it from there. Let's go! Now, I asked this question... uh, at the game to uh, to uh, Scott and JJ, so the Astros are guaranteed a game seven. Like even if they lose game six, there's game seven. They've got Cole waiting one of these games. I don't think they've announced it as we're recording this an hour after the game. They haven't announced who's pitching game six. If you're the if you're the Astros, what do you do? And as the Yankees, what would you rather them do? Pitch Cole game six on short rest or hold him out for game seven? Scott, you go first. Yeah. So so obviously for me. Yes, I say obviously because it's very. I have a, a pretty firm conviction on this. I want to push it to Game Seven. I want to get to Game Seven when there's nothing else left. I want the most pressure. I want. I want that game to be. At home for Houston because obviously it is, but all of the pressure is on them. They have to. They were down three to one. This is a big deal if they lose this game. So now the Yankees are playing, I think, a little bit more loose. They're playing just you know whatever happens happens, and the Astros are pressing at this point, at least in in theory. <laughs> you got to just tell yourself that, yeah. right? So I want I want the game. I want this series to go to Game Seven. That's the bottom well, line. No, no, if, no, no. But but hear, hear me out. If Garrett Cole is pitching Game Six, that's a problem cuz I don't know what he's Even on. on short rest. I don't think that's a big deal for him. Why? He hasn't pitched short rest. I don't Right. I so don't so know tell me what the he last is. time he's pitched short rest. Right. So tell me what he is. I don't know. We, we saw don't know. Verlander struggle short rest and Everybody in the ALDS. is different. You cannot compare one person to another. So as a Yankee, as the Yankees, you do not want to see Cole I don't want to see Garrett six. Cole
2: until I have to. Okay, well so okay. You're going to see him in one of the two you're going to see him in one of the two games. So, right. is it a you, preference of one? Would you rather as the Yankee, you're the
1: Yankees. Would you rather have to face him 6 on short rest or 7 full rest?
2: I'd rather face him on 7 because you know that you you're there. could maybe yeah, you know that you've gotten to 7 at that point and it's do or die. Okay. I don't know what the right answer is. Because well, I mean,
1: you're, you're talking about, like, short rest and, like, the, the theory of short rest makes it better or worse. How many times have we gone over Tanaka's numbers on short and long rest and there are there, there's a, win, a well, wash well, on, on also all the Cole, numbers? The, so, Cole, we – Cole's got a rubber arm. We the didn't, guy doesn't – He was not on his A game in game three. Right. And, and we still s- couldn't get to still him. Still couldn't get to him. And that was on the road. He's been, like, Unbeatable. At home. He's no, been unbeatable on the road. He's been unbeatable also, for like 280 days, I think. It is. Something stupid. I don't think... If, 25 starts. If I'm if I'm betting, I don't think the Astros start him in Game 6 because they're guaranteed a full rest call in Game 7 and they feel good about that. But... I think it would also be desperation on their part if they start him in Game 6 because they're saying, we don't want to go to a Game 7. And then if you lose that game, even if Cole pitches well on short rest, but he can only go six innings because he's on short rest and he can't go to the 7th or 8th, and you lose that game, then you're totally screwed for Game 7. You have no shot. I think they're going to hold him out for Game 6, I mean for 7, which means they're probably going to start the rookie, your quitty. I don't know if I'm saying that right. We'll find out on the broadcast on Saturday night. I probably pronounce it wrong, too. Um, <laughs> I think he's going to get the start, and they're going to use their bullpen or their rookie, like because uh, what's his Peacock name? Peacock pitched tonight. Peacock pitched tonight. It was he only, only, only an one inning. inning, and it was seven pitches. So it really could Greinke be a factor in Game Six? Possibly. out of the bullpen? I think. I think at that point, when you realize that they're not going to go Game Seven, and you're in a um, a, a pickle, a, a position where you need to get as many people as possible, then yeah, you you go. Who you have? Could they go for broke? The Astros say the Astros are up by a run in the eighth inning. Could they bring in Cole? go for broke and bring in Cole? I don't think so. I think they have to have confidence in their in their bullpen. I think that that Hinch has done that all year long, and I think they would prefer to do that because if you're if you're that's yeah, no. a, that's a huge risk if you're doing that. See, and and then you are going to a guy that doesn't have any experience in the bullpen at all, and I you're just trying to get us. Ryan's the, wearing a Sabathia jersey. Jersey. He got a standing ovation tonight. Sabathia did. Yeah, um, he was like. Am I, oh, I'm on camera. So, the Astros are still in a power position because they're up three-two, going going home with two games at home. The Yankees are in desperation mode. Whatever, like they're gonna do whatever they have Just to. So, do. We, so, we all know, um, Ryan is now pissing on the building. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna have to do whatever they have to do to win. Um, I I kind of feel like there was an attitude, at least among fans, of effort it" tonight. Like you're down three-two. Yeah. Like you gotta win. That's it, you're you're playing with house money now. Like, if you lose, it it is what it So, is. Let's go. It couldn't have gotten worse than game four. Game four was rock bottom. Yeah. So the mood, the team, the play, the quality of play couldn't have gotten worse than game four so okay let's see what happens Game but the five. thing is with tonight that's one don't let them get one that's the whole thing that the freaking red sox talked about in 4 four don't let us get one the the, the problem here's like, don't the, let us get one The problem the weird thing that was tonight and, and i think one of the big things that we were just like so excited for is that finally we had an offensive explosion within an inning <laughs> yeah you know like they, they, got hit, they got a hit with runners we had position. an opportunity to go freaking nuts because of the offense and that hadn't happened but guess what? After that first inning, we went back to the exact same team. But it's also Verlander. I understand that, but we went back to the same team of of just of not performing. At all. I mean, they didn't have any opportunities because Verlander no. was lights out from, from then on. But see, I but get we less... ran into that offensive stagnant again. We hit it when we, they took advantage of the opportunity. This but... the, the culmination of what happened in the first inning was what could have happened in the. Uh, the the series before this because they had those opportunities and they failed on those opportunities and today they didn't fail on those opportunities but don't you get like less upset about getting sh- like shut down do by burlander because, because but it, no, no but but, but it's you, not in game six number five an elimination game no that not matter had no, had the, had, the Ast- had verlander get they for in an alternate reality they pull verlander after game 1 after inning 1 and then they bring in their bullpen and the yankees don't do anything then I'm furious but verlander settled in he's going to do that he's one of the best pitchers in baseball if you get shut down by one of the best pitchers in baseball you know what that happens, but guess what? This is not the. F- this is Game Five. We're we've seen that too many times already. I, I don't care who's pitching. This this crowd, this place cannot handle another offensive stat. Look, well, luckily that they today, held them to one run today. They took advantage of the opportunity they have. That opportunity was present in Game One. They took advantage. Game Two, they did not. Game Three, they did not. Game Four, they did not. Today in Game Five, they did. It was all about taking advantage of the opportunity because the other games they did not do that, and today they did. That's the that's the series. Yeah, honking your horn in the parking garage is going to help you get out faster. But that that that's the series. It's all about your opportunities and what you do with them. Last thing I want to talk about is Stanton got in the lineup, replaced Encarnacion at DH. He was clearly not running well. He he was running down first base line on a ball in the hole. He was jogging at best, which probably was scripted. So. I, think, I said the only reason Stanton got in the lineup is because Encarnacion was bad all series. He was struggling, so it's not really a big issue taking him out of the lineup. What are your thoughts on Stanton getting in there? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was similar to that. I think it was also like a possible attempt at a jolt of getting Stanton well, in a, a, on this heavy game. I know he didn't do anything, but he, I'm he, saying. Just just for a little while, he was the only one who made out in the first inning. Having him in the lineup was uh, was a, uh, you know, I think people felt good about that. You know, having your... The big guy. Yeah, there is the a narrative, narrative with this. Yeah. Um, he, had a, he had a decently hard hit ball down the line, I think, the third base. No, that that's was what he ball. said where he jogged down the, down yeah, the yeah. first base. So, so uh, here's my question to you. Who starts at DH in game six? It's, it's, it doesn't matter. do you plug Encarnacion the back point. Point. in, do you Encarnacion at first, and take Gio out at third, who's looked horrible all Gio series. Gio has looked really bad at third. And move LeBron so to at third at the plate. Yeah. So you, you put Encarnacion at first. Yes, you're losing some defense at first, but even though Encarnacion has sucked all series, like, he's still a good hitter. Just so like you're, Stanton, even though he's still a good hitter. He's still a He's still as Encarnacion. Long as, as long as Encarnacion is not being, uh, being uh, held back a little bit by that oblique, because I just some so movie. you might have two injured DHs. Yeah, right now. Uh, the way I'm looking at his at bats, the way he's flailing on some of these outside pit, he's just not having the same good. He at-bats. He looks healthy in Minnesota in the Minnesota series. He, he the at bats don't look like an encaracion at bat. He's a guy that works the count, that has a great eye that that has great at bats, and he just hasn't had good at bats. So, so, that to me is also a guy that's either pressing or somebody who's potentially not feeling 100% and doing different things. Ryan, you're
2: making like hand (laughs) markings. So to me, I was trying to uh, mention that- Just watch your thumb on the button. That Encarnacion is a batter who he, he's so talented. at 30 home runs in, in eight trade series, and eight trade seasons. But he's also a batter who looks in zones. So he's middle yeah. in, and this series that Scott had mentioned, he's flailing at pitches outside. So he's getting away from what he's good at. He's His also not bat-
1: identifying. He's, he, well, he's he's either uh, not identifying him like he normally does, or he's compensating for something because he's not fully healthy. So to me, and the oblique thing
2: is a hundred percent affects the swing. So to me that seems like pressing, which is the same as everyone else in the lineup. It says when the guy in front of you isn't succeeding, when the guy behind you isn't succeeding, you're up there trying to hit a grand slam with no one on base. And so the pressing ends up being a thing where this idea of being a savage at the box, of passing the baton has now left in the postseason because you're facing better pitching, which of course we are, but we've also seen Verlander who we could have beaten twice. We've seen Cole who walked five batters and left nine on base. We've seen pitching that of course people always go with the cliche of, of good pitching beats good hitting but we've had opportunities and we've missed them tonight we we succeeded Aaron Hicks came through in that situation yeah but but moving forward we need to continue in those situations
1: yeah they took advantage of the one situation basically that they had against Verlander yeah. so but all right so you're making out the lineup for game six yeah are you I see here's the here's the here's the thing though we're looking at game 6 and we don't know what the hell is happening we got a bullpenning game so i think when you're looking at the different matchups and it kind of goes out the window and you look you mean, to see you mean what the Astros are doing pitching no guys. yeah so if you're looking at like a, a a matchup type you put your best most comfortable hottest hitters that you feel best with at the top of the lineup and build from there Okay, I well, think today's uh, my lineup question, was pretty good. My question is, the, and, and if it's if it's Encarnacion or Stanton in that in that same spot, I don't think it matters. My question to you is, are you putting in Encarnacion and Stanton in the lineup, or are you putting one or the no, other? No, I would probably. I think Gio, w- with a bullpenning game, honestly would I would feel better with that than a. Uh, you can always bring him in contact. late in the game. You can I understand bring that, him but he also makes a lot of contact throughout the season, is what we've seen and uh i feel better about a guy like that with different pitching styles coming in and out all right (laughs) i'd rather i'd see because i think the reason i think that is because i think encarnacion and stanton could be a dynamic like very good matchup late in the game potentially as a pinch hitter yeah yeah
2: whereas Gio, not as much My question to you guys would be, what were your guys' thoughts? And I know we were at the game, so we didn't catch it right away. But A-Rod's conversation of being um, not so sure about the idea of moving players in and out of spots because of the confidence. So if we're making a lineup for the next game, do we leave it the same? Do we make changes? Are we affecting the confidence? What do you guys think? So a- a- Rod obviously A-Rod obviously
1: is talking about this as from from his experience, right? Like I think these are the types of moments where you have to listen to what A-Rod is saying because he played in the major leagues for a very long time and he was successful at doing so. Um, I, I do think it messes with certain people, uh, but when you see this lineup has changed so many times, like I, there's no set lineup. Like you see Lemayhew and you see Judge at the first two, and then there's been a whole bunch of flux from there. Yeah. So who really cares? Yeah, so I, that's why I, I look at A Rod's point. I say, okay, you're making a general point. You general son of a bitch. You scripted. And A-Rod, now it makes no, well, no sense here's, here's to what's happening on this what that team. that tells me. That tells me that A Rod got in his own head. And if he was, oh, weird. If he was batting cleanup for the whole season, and then he shows up to the park and he's hitting third or fifth, he It'll freaks out because he's he's a mental midget. Yeah. Uh, yeah this well, is exactly Joe right. Torre This eight, is very telling on A In the Detroit series in 2005, and that's a slap in the face. And. Yeah, so it was let me, a slap in the so face let me tell you so for everything. So A-Rod had some some decent analysis on there, but it had nothing to do with what this team does. Because <laughs> the lineup construction has been so different all the time, except for LeMayhu and Judge, who have been pretty constant at one and two. Alright, that's so good. Thanks, A-Rod, for the contribution. Really appreciate it. That's gonna do it for this. I gotta go catch a train. This episode. Scott's got to go catch and a I train. Go, Ryan's, Ryan's going to go get drunk at too. Billy's. And I'm gonna go home and sleep. Alright, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow after game six.